0: Hi, I'm Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Bible Talk on the Nothing But Fine Network. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, who was a gospel singer, always said he was nothing but fine when someone asked him how he was. My hope is that within our studies of God's Word, you will be reminded that through hard seasons and unforeseen circumstances, we can find contentment because God is in control and life is nothing but fine. Hello. Thanks for being here. I'm glad to see you. Uh, I say that just because I feel like I can see you <laughs> and that I would really like to. Um, so thanks. thanks for tuning in. Um this is Emily Trotter. I feel like maybe I should say that. Hmm. Well, this is Emily, and um we're we're gonna get right I've got to get situated here. i've got I'm leaning too far. My microphone is not in the right place, and we're so we're gonna get situated. And so here we are. We're still in Matthew. This is chapter seven. See, we're moving at a brisk pace. Are you all so excited? Are you so proud of me? Uh, when and some, especially in some of our other studies, since we spent I don't know months and months and months in in Psalms. But um, this is so good. It's just so good to be this intentional with your reading and to go through at a pace that is not overwhelming, yet and and then sometimes picking it up when when you're ready to get going so you don't get bored and, and move on <laughs> and you don't come back. Please come back. <laughs> so here we are in Matthew chapter seven. And the thing is there, there's some really great stuff in here there. there Chapter seven is so good. Um, you know, it, Jesus, you know, we started out in chapter five and we had the beatitudes and then we had Jesus making this statement that you had to be, um, more righteous than the Pharisees and how, Oh, how, how just nerve wracking that must have been for the people that were hearing this. And then we go into chapter six and and we're, Jesus gives a picture of why the hypocrites or the Pharisees, um, aren't doing things exactly right and how he was intended to be done. So he gives this, this thou shalt not do this kind of thing. Well, no, that was in five, wasn't it? Yeah. We have those thou shalt nots at the end of chapter five. Um, you know, the things that you, that you wouldn't, most normal people wouldn't have any problem keeping. Like they're not going to murder. Okay. Fine. That's great. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to murder anyone. Oh, but I shouldn't be angry with them. Okay. Well, that makes it a little more difficult. Um, and, and you shouldn't commit adultery. Okay. Uh, so he got, got, you know, broad view. And then we kind of get into the weeds a little bit. And then when we get into, we get into chapter six, then he said, okay, you're not going to do those things. Here's things that you're already doing, but I want you to do it better. I want you to do it better than what you've been taught to do. And so how, how he wants us to live and do, And, and, and we talked a lot about, you know, that's where the Lord's prayer is that we all know and we're all familiar with is, um, Matthew chapter six and the Lord's prayer. And so now when we get into chapter seven, it, it's more about, here's some other things that you need to be careful of. It's not a, it's not a thou shalt not, but it's like, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this, but, and, and, but do do this. And, and here's how that you're going to, um, come into the kingdom here. Here's how you're going to be righteous. Here's how you should live. Okay. So seven, we we learn a few things. Let me just, I'm just going to give, you know, give a rundown of the things that he's talking about here. So the first thing is, um, you're not going to judge people. And these are things that we've heard before, right? It says, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye. If you're gonna call somebody out for a speck, you better you better deal with the plank in your own, right? <clears throat> and so you're better. You, you're just gonna have to watch how you judge others because know that you also can be judged, and you got to take care of yourself. And really, it's not your job to be judging anyone. We all do it, though, right? Well, I'm not that bad. Ooh. I know I got issues, but I don't do that. (laughs) You know, we all kind of do that. And so, but Jesus is saying here, you better watch it. Just watch it. Okay. Because however you're going to treat people, that's how you're going to be treated. Okay. So the next thing that we've heard before is do, have you heard this statement before this question? Don't, don't cast your pearls before swine. That's verse um, six in chapter seven. And that, that might need a little clarification. And I think it gets taken out of context in, in that it, people will say that and, and it not mean what, um, Jesus probably intended. Although it can work either way, but what, it works regardless. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't give your gifts and your knowledge to people that don't deserve it. Right? Um, but what Jesus means here when he says that is, look, you're, you're getting some knowledge here and you have the uh, ability and the responsibility and the responsibility to share it with people because we want everyone to know we want to tell everyone this good news we want to tell them about the kingdom of God coming we want to tell them of, of how to, of righteousness and how to live and, and the rewards that they can get and um you know all these all these things that we want people to come in and be part of right? This forgiveness, this redeeming love, we want everyone to have a part of it. But there are going to be people that do not listen to you, that are not interested. And Jesus is saying here, you're going to have to learn how to discern when, okay, that's enough. I, I'm not telling you anymore I've given you all I'm going to give, and, and now it's it's time for me to quit casting my pearls amongst the swine because you're just trampling on them, trampling them. That's, that's what you're doing. You, you, it's not doing any good. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. You don't deserve this. I've tra- well, they do. Everyone deserves the pearls, but not everybody wants them. So don't give them. Take them back. Go gather them up and take them back, right? So there's that one. Then we see you got to keep asking, keep seeking and keep knocking. And that's not to say that you're you're always seeking, you know, material things which we talked about last time, you know, in, in verse in chapter 6. It's okay if you are. It's fine. It's not a big deal to want things and to to strive to to get things unless that's what your whole goal and purpose in life is. If that's your goal, then then you have a problem and you probably shouldn't do that. But the seeking, asking, knocking is talking about Jesus and God. Keep seeking him. Keep asking him. Keep knocking, saying, Hey, 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 God, I need, I, I need you. I want you. I, I want to know more about this. I, I need you to do this. I I those prayers that we talked about, right? He, those those things that we want and that we need that God wants to hear from us. This is a this is saying again, don't stop. Keep going. The next thing we hear is the the gate's narrow, guys and that's not to say that it's narrow and it's hard to see and you won't know where it is it's not to say that it's that it's clearly not clearly marked it's just saying that it's it's going to be a process you, you you there might not be a bunch of people that want to go through it because when you look through it you're going to see that oh this path is hard i don't know that looks kind of treacherous you know, we go to, um, if you've ever been into any mountain, I, I assume that all mountain roads are like this, but I really go enjoy going to Highlands, North Carolina. And the thing is, there's only a couple ways to get up the mountain, right? I mean, there aren't just roads, any road, and they're not straight, and they're not necessarily very wide. And this road going up is, I, and I get car sick, so I do not enjoy the ride up, Okay. I, I mean, there's just twists and turns, and at some portions of the road you can just like, oh my gosh if we if we i mean if something catastrophic happens we're we're we will die if we fall off this mountain in this car, that's it that that's over it's over for us we we won't make it well, that's what this narrow gate in this road is. <laughs> aren't you encouraged? <laughs> because there will be a wider path, a broader path, a big gate where lots of people can come in and then there's more room on the path. There's not there's not all the tricks and turns and whoo, this is going to be easy, smooth sailing. But the problem is it's a dead end road and it doesn't mark it. It's not marked as such. You can't do the wide easy path to the top. Right? This narrow gate and this narrow way, there are going to be things. But the good thing is that along that path and through that gate is Jesus, your helper, the one that's going to stick with you and be there with you and say, Ooh, 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 ooh get back off the skip. Don't get so close over there that if you have a flat tire, he's going to be there. If all the tr- all the things that could happen and that will happen. It's not that could and maybe it's they're gonna. It's like having uh, a 24/7 roadside assistance at all times. They're riding with you. He's riding with you. That's what you've got. So you got to pick the narrow road. It's going to be tricky. Keep at it; it's not a dead end, and the view is going to be gorgeous at the top. The next thing we learn is that good fruit, good trees produce good fruit. Duh, right? (laughs) But just because it doesn't look, just because it looks good, doesn't necessarily mean that a) it has fruit, or b) that it will be good, right? Jim and I grew little carrots um, several, several years ago, and they were gorgeous. I mean, they, they were green and leafy, and then you pulled them up, and they were long, and they were these beautiful orange carrots. They were the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. They were terrible. They looked great, but they weren't good. In Mark, well, in several, I, I'm f- more familiar with the one in Mark. there Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, and, and there's a fig tree, and it's in full, got all its leaves, which means it should be it should have figs. And Jesus gets to it and it doesn't have any. And he he smites it. He curses it. And it dies. The next day they come back and it is dead, gone, not there anymore. And the whole reason it was is because it looked great, but it wasn't producing any fruit. It was pointless. It wasn't doing anything except looking good. Oh, ho, 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 ho. see, like the Pharisees. <laughs> I also thought of this, you know, kudzu, they thought it was going to be a great idea. You know, it's great to keep, you know, it's it's a green leafy thing. It looks great, looks good, kind of keeps the soil in 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 check, right? And then well, turns out it's real invasive and it will take over everything. Yikes. Not good. Um recently Jim and I were on a walk out in the country and we were on his deer, one of his deer um, things where he hunts and um, we were on this field and I looked down and I was like, what are these little yellow berry tiny melon? I mean, they almost looked like little yellow tomatoes and I was like, and Jim's like, I don't know. We have no idea what it is. And um, we wondered the same thing. And so I happened to have this app on my phone. So I took a picture of it. And it told me what it was. Well, it's a it's a type of nightshade. I, I wanna say it had Carolina something in the name, but um, and then it's a nightshade and it is completely toxic to human beings. <laughs> in any in, in any of its forms. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm walking on it. Is it going to, you know, am I gonna try track this into the house? And it, what what a mess is gonna be. But it's completely toxic to human beings, very invasive. And as I walked, it was everywhere. And it's really hard to get rid of. Like because its root, its tap root goes really far down. So it's hard to kill. But it looked okay. It was kind of cool looking. What is this? Oh, I bet this you could eat this, right? No, you will die. Pretty plant. Not good for anything else. What's the point? So bear good Fruit. Don't be pointless. Bear good fruit. And then the last bit that, that we see in this chapter is you're supposed to build on the rock. And I think about that song, Firm Foundation, that says rain came, wind blew, my house was built on you. I'm safe with you, you're going to see me through. I don't know if those are exactly the words, but that's the the gist of it. And it repeats over and over and over again. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. That's going to keep you grounded. Remember that narrow road that's through the narrow gate? that firm foundation is going to keep you moving forward. It's going to keep you going forward. That's the only thing that'll keep you standing. It's having that firm foundation. Because when things get rough and you don't have that, you'll be washed completely away. And I hope that I hope that you've never experienced, you know, pain and heartache and, and trials, of of that nature. But if you have, how did you feel? I will never forget Jim looking at me in the waiting room of Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Of course, then it was um, Eggleston. As we sat in that waiting room on the second floor of the pediatric intensive care unit, as we sat out there and watched families come and go, because our oldest um, had a brain tumor when he was two. Um, But as we sat and watched that, Jim looked at me and he was like, I don't know how people do this without God. I don't know how people make it through this if, if they don't have him. And I remember just being like, huh, yeah, hmm. because in my mind, I didn't know it any other way. And the thought that somebody could go through that and not cling to the Lord was just something I'd never thought of before. Because I thought, well, even if they didn't know him before, surely now they're going to look for him to be a help. Jim saw it differently. He didn't assume that everybody was going to look to the Lord. Having that firm foundation gives you the ability to say, well, of course I've got the Lord. Of course I'm relying on him here. How naive of me to think that not everyone chooses that. Huh. This is what um This is what Warren Wearsby says about hypocrisy. And it fits here. Hypocrisy not only robs of robs us of character, It also robs us of spiritual rewards. Instead of eternal approval of God, we receive people's shallow praise. We pray, but we receive no answers. We fast, but the inner person shows no improvement. The spiritual life becomes hollow and lifeless. We miss the blessing of God here and now and also lose the reward of God when Christ returns. That's what staying on the narrow path is about is having that promise of heaven, is having the blessings along the way. Even when it gets hard, there will always be blessings mixed in. And you you may know, if you're you're familiar with chapter 7, or if you've got your Bible and you're looking at it with me, you'll know that I skipped a part. And I skipped it on purpose because now we're going to talk about it. (laughs) And here's the thing. I think that this part is the most important thing that Jesus says. Perhaps in all of Matthew, perhaps in the whole Bible, definitely in the Sermon of the Mount, this is the most important thing right here, because it's verses 21 through 23, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. This is so important for you to understand. Just like the Pharisees, who were the smartest, most righteous, pious, knowledgeable, they knew all the things about Scripture. They knew all the things about the rituals. They knew how to pray. They knew how to make it sound good. They knew how to give their their offerings. They knew how to fast. They knew all the things. They, they could counsel their fellow Jews. But they missed the point. They didn't know in their heart, they didn't lead with their heart. And yeah, they did some great things. They did some fantastic things. They had given a lot of these people, they had given them the foundation that they could build, that firm foundation. They had provided it for a lot of people. They knew all the right answers. But they didn't really know Jesus. They didn't really know God. They got caught up. And all the things. And they missed it. And God's not going to say, all right, I, I appreciate I OK, we are just going to go. Um, maybe just come over here to the side and sit and watch. You can't participate, but you can just hang out here. That's not how it works. You either have Jesus and God in your heart or you don't. You're either doing it for him or doing it because you think it will get you something. And that's not right. You'll end up on a parallel road that's going to be a dead end. You can do all the things and still miss the point. You can be a gorgeous tree, but have no fruit. Remember, it's all about your heart. Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? Or are you just doing all the right things? Are you just a pretty tree on the wide road?